The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I was born in the and welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about uh, something in the news that, you know, <laughs> you may be tired of hearing about in the news again and again, but there's always a twist, always a new angle, and uh, always a lot of controversy around the topic, and that is the wall. Yes, here it is again, the wall, but there is a new twist. The new twist is that um, in the bill that just came through Congress, there wasn't enough money to build the wall. And so President Trump is looking for alternatives. And we are going to be talking about that. And one of the alternatives, and I think it's brilliant, actually, um, he is thinking of calling it, calling the need for this, an invasion and building the wall based on that and going to the military to get the money because of looking at it as a, a question of national security, which it is. But here to talk about this in more detail, since she is much more every day involved in this whole issue and, and, and related issues of immigration, illegal immigration, is Maria Espinoza. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project. Welcome to the show, Maria. Hello, Dr. Carroll. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show today. You're welcome. Now, um, maybe, maybe actually before we get into this, latest, you know, all the latest flurry um, about the wall. Tell people about the Remembrance Project, when you started it, what it is, what you do. Oh, I'd love to. Yes, the Remembrance Project was started in 2009 in Houston by myself and my husband, Tim Ling, um, and we uh, discovered uh, what we now know to be sanctuary city policies um, right here in Houston, Texas, had no idea that these dangerous sanctuary policies were in effect here in our own city. And, uh, you know, we discovered that because of the killings of Houston police officers, Henry Canales, and uh, earlier a uh, Rodney Johnson, whose wife had filed a lawsuit. And that's uh, where we learned about sanctuary cities. Well, we also realized that certainly we could not be the only people who... Um, learned about these killings, preventable killings, and uh, we wanted to create something to uh, for the public um, and for them so that the media could not sweep it under the rug. Um, as we now know, the fake news is very good at that when it comes to any security and placing Americans first. So we created what we call the Stolen Lights Quilt, which is a visual memorial, six-foot-long fabric, a banner, 
digitally printed with the victim, three victims on these six-foot-long, three-foot-tall banners, all in color in a way to tell the stories of what is taking place, this epidemic of killings all across the United States. And, you know, you mentioned that this is a, you know, a hot topic, and it certainly is. We never thought, Dr., um, that we would be right in the middle of this whole political arena. This never was meant to be a political angle. It was always um, meant to be to shine a light on these preventable killings and just by simply enforcing existing laws, and this is where we are today. So um, you keep, the Remembrance Project keeps a list of all the deaths caused by illegal aliens. We did start a database, yes, and, it, and you know, we found that very difficult um, as well because um, several years back what uh, we saw was that the media wasn't um, listing or naming the perpetrator as um, an illegal alien, or I guess they call them an immigrant. Um, you know, it just got to be maybe a Montgomery County man or a resident of you know, they stopped talking, even putting their name out there, yeah. um, you know, to the public. So I know you've seen that, too. So, you know, it, it is very difficult. And we thought that now that we had a, uh, a pro-America first uh, president and uh, attorney general and Jeff Sessions, that we could get this list, a good list, a complete list of Americans who were killed by illegal aliens so that we could memorialize them. We met with Attorney General Sessions last year, and that's what we asked for. Now we can finally get uh, a good list, and he said it's impossible because the municipalities would not cooperate, cooperate with them, and that's a shame. Can you imagine? We can't even get the list of Americans who've been killed in order to memorialize them from our own government because officials, local officials in areas will not cooperate with our federal government. Yes, it is appalling. Um, but, you know, I, I have noticed that, of course, um, that when when someone has committed a crime, you know, if they don't show the person's picture or they don't mm-hmm. uh, list the name or they don't, you know, describe them, um, you know that either it's an illegal alien or it's a terrorist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm... Uh, the, the terrorist therapist. I've written books about terrorism, and so um, I always look at when there's news about another, what looks like an attack, um, you know, they take forever to show a picture of the person if they look like the typical terrorist, or certainly to give their name if it sounds like the typical terrorist. And so you know that they're hiding something if, you know, either, either way. Um, right. That uh, by, by keeping this information private. And I, I, I want to talk more with you about sanctuary cities, but um, so when you and your husband started this, what was, I mean, you, you wanted to keep a list. How many people do you, um, do you, have you been able to gather so far, even though it's an incomplete list? Oh, I hate to say that because then that's all people will remember, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say that and, and um you know, then they're going to be calling and asking for it. Then what they'll do is, you know, pick it apart and, and all, um, you know. So we, we um, that's through our research, um, you know, and if we have a little downtime, we try to update it, uh-huh. um, you know, with the, the recent one. So it's very time-consuming because we have the name of the victim, 
if they had a title, where they worked possibly, if they were a fireman or a police officer, border agent, and if they have family members, um, and also where the illegal alien, the country of origin, disposition of the case, um, and if the date it went to trial. So we have, it's very um, intricate and detailed information, um, and I guess that's why also it takes a lot of time and to be able mm-hmm. to follow a case, you know, when the trial is and watch it. And, you know, this is everything, um, this is what we do. I mean, there's just the two of us. He recently retired. Um, he's a professional engineer. So, you know, I've been doing this full time seven days a week since 2009. Um, and it's just impossible to keep up with everything, as you know. I mean, you have a small mm-hmm. business and you're running it. And if you're wearing all these hats, it, you know, it, so, the, yeah, the database is not complete, mm-hmm. certainly not, but I, I would love to be able to get some help from the government and, you know, someone yeah. who can has, has a better, uh, certainly a deeper reach than we do. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one thing, I watched, I watched a couple of interviews, or one actually, on your website. I watched some other mm-hmm. interviews that weren't of you, but, but and, I, and I'll give out the... Um, you know, that address for people to look at when we're near the end of the show. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, and in the interview I saw of you, I, you were asked this, and I think it's sort of probably one of the first things that people ask you. Um, you seemed a little uncomfortable, so I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but it's, of course, interesting. Like, here you've devoted your life to this, and um, your Maria Espinoza is, of course, a Hispanic name, and you said on this show that your father was a Mexican, uh, was born in Mexico, uh-huh. and um, came here. I, I know you're a native Texan, so he came mm-hmm. here um, before you were born, legally. presumably, and legally, legally right? right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what about your mother? Oh, yes, she's a fifth-generation Texan, yes, so she's been here for, you know, gosh, generations. So, yeah, but Dad was uh, born in Mexico and came here the right way. Um, and, you know, I was born in West Texas, a little town called Rotan, Texas. So, you know, right. And, and I think that, um, you know, the, yeah, and I get this all the time, Dr. Carol. Yes, is, I think because yes. Like, why right, would somebody like you, you know, uh, with these roots, why would you do this, right? Right, because I'm an American. And that, that's what the media um, is so wrong in the message that they send out there. They want to... Um, paint everyone with a wide that wide brush that broad brush that if you are latina or hispanic or whatnot or american with mexican descent mexican descent that you are for illegal immigration that's Mm -hmm. absolutely wrong and that's also another reason um just by popular demand dr carol the america first latinos was started just another um, side initiative that we wanted to tell the public that um we're liberty-loving Latinos, and I'll take that line from my friend Chris Salcedo. Um, um, so, you know, we are Latinos, but, you know, we're Americans first, and we want um, laws enforced, and we want our country protected. This is our country. It doesn't matter um, if you are Hispanic or Latino, then it, that has nothing to do with it. We're opposed to illegal immigration and the breaking of our laws and the fact that our legislators cannot seem to um, legislate for Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you think in part, I mean, but you've, this is a, obviously a real passion of yours and you've worked very hard. Do you think, um, is it in part because, 
I mean, like your father did it the right way and that everybody else should do it the right way? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, along the way, we've met other people who feel the same way and you know, even legal immigrants and people, you know, I have a neighbor who so tried to be a citizen and, you know, they're from another country and they pay the price. They waited all these years and uh, mm-hmm. they're good, upstanding citizens and part of a society that, you know, that promotes the civility and, um, you know, law-abiding. So, you know, I think that um, when you see something wrong, and that's where we started was the sanctuary cities um, where Americans were being killed, all preventable, and we ju- I just couldn't get my head around the fact that sanctuary cities existed. And these people who snuck into our country were getting away with so much. And the deeper we dug and learned, um, I, I, w- I just I was beside myself, and they're, they're, yes. they're utilizing our resources. They get a free education, number one, and, and Texas, unfortunately, gives in-state tuition to illegal aliens. They're not even from this country, and they're getting in-state tuition. But if my daughter wanted to go to a different state, she would be charged the out-of-state <laughs> tuition. Or if my cousin in Georgia wanted to come here, they would be charged an out-of-state tuition uh-huh. fee. You know, it, it's insane of what we're doing, bending over yes. backwards. You know, and, and, you know, right now what's going on in D.C., um, you know, there you see these politicians and hear them talking about protecting DACA recipients. Protecting them from what? From social benefits that they get, our free education, um, with the welfare that they get. You know, protect them from what? The protection has to be for Americans in this country, and they have it all backwards. Yes, yes. Well, you know, certainly in California, where I'm from, well, I'm from New York, but where I live mm-hmm. now, um, certainly in California, the, uh, this issue of sanctuary city is probably, I don't, I don't know if it's worse than Texas, um, it, it sounds like it, you know, every day when I <laughs> hear is. the radio, all the different reports about uh, San Francisco and, and um, the Oakland mayor who told the, uh, I don't, Gina, how did the Oakland mayor, I'm pretty sure it was the Oakland mayor, right? who yes. warned people that ICE was coming. I didn't quite hear how she did that, did, on the radio or what? She, went, she did that through social media, and I'm sure that they have their channels to push this through. Um, you know, so that is outrageous, and I would like to see her you know, behind bars because that's aiding and abetting illegal aliens, interfering with the, um, for the federal government um, enforcing its immigration laws. Um, this is outrageous. And remember, Dr. Carroll, the judge in Oregon who um, allowed an illegal alien escape through her chamber door when there were ICE agents in the hallway oh. waiting to detain this illegal alien. Those two individuals, they both should be in jail. It, it, it's just, it's, their audacity is just amazing. They're thinking nothing is going to happen to them. I mean, you know, in California... Uh, on the radio, there's all this news about this city. There, there actually, there just recently, this week, there was news about a city. Uh, hmm, I don't remember which one, but uh, about how a city is voted to um, not become a sanctuary city. Yes, I mean, yes, you know, that, isn't that everything is so twisted <laughs> to vote to have to vote to not become a sanctuary city. I, That is twisted, and I believe you're talking about Los Alamitas City Council, and you're right, they opted out of that state law in California. That's very twisted. Um, You know, and if I was a Californian, I'm paying my tax 
dollars here, um, you're not getting your money's worth. You've got your elected officials going to bat and legislating for the betterment of non-citizens. And they don't care. Obviously, after the Steinle case, um, you know, evidently the San Franciscans um, don't care uh, about the safety of Americans. They'd rather see an illegal alien go free after killing a young lady and taking away her dreams and snuffing out her life, you know. Um, it is backwards, and their compassion is certainly um, displaced, in my opinion. Well, and, and you know, it is, um, well, you can uh, tell us about that, but it is true. It's, it's so, I, I mean, well, okay, why do you think? Why do you think that the um, cities have, those that have, have voted in these sanctuary, have made their cities sanctuary cities? Why do you think... Um, that these people are doing it. I mean, kind of a dis, um, misplaced sense of, mm-hmm. of um, I don't know, a misplaced sense of that they're b- being fair and equal and all of that? Or what do you think are, are the reasons? Well, I think that there, there are very liberal um, agendas, number one, and they're um, putting forth their personal agendas in their elected positions, and we know for a fact now that there are so many people with those liberal agendas who are in office so that they can spread their liberal agendas um, wherever they can. Um, you know, look at what's going on there in our colleges. I mean, you have these professors pushing their personal liberal agendas mm-hmm. upon our children, um, and, you know, th- I mean, that's exactly what's going on. You, know, you look at our are uh, the public and the public public sentiment on political correctness for decades you know our our um nation is in a way kind of ripe with this push for more liberalism um illegal aliens um open borders you know it's really crazy i mean you have to have a border in order to have a country yeah. Um, if we don't have a border, then we don't have America. And laws matter, and um, frankly, all lives matter. Um, you know, so what they want to do is push, create, promote mayhem, chaos, and um, ruin our uh, our whole system of government. And that's what what their goal is. And they're not stopping. They're not going to be happy with, for instance. Um, giving amnesty to these DACA recipients. And you heard, and you probably saw where they shouted down Nancy Pelosi a few, last year, where these DACA recipients um, said, amnesty for all 11 million, but there's more than that. You know, they, they're not happy with just the amnesty for DACA. Mm-mm. All right, we, we need to um, take a break now. And, of course, of course the other uh, key reason is um, to have more people who will vote for the liberal agenda, yes. have more um, illegal aliens <laughs> to, and that somehow Absolutely. get to vote, and to be able to vote for the um, liberal agenda. Well, we'll talk more about this when we come back. My guest is Maria Espinoza. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project. We're talking about the wall. We're talking about everything in regard to illegal immigration, what impact this is having on our country. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Maria Espinosa. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project. And um, I was just talking off the air with her about how uh, they've opened a D.C. office as well, not only in Texas, uh, where she comes from, but also a D.C. office to be able to work with legislators about some of these issues. We're going to be talking more about the wall because that's kind of the thing in the news, but, you know, I think it's really important to talk about some of these other things that we've started talking about because it lays the groundwork. You know, sometimes people, <laughs> people talk about the wall as if it's like this separate kind of thing that's just, you know, in space somewhere. Like, uh, do we have a wall or not? Like, as if, as if without taking into consideration what all the reasons are for why we might need a wall. We absolutely need a wall, and I think the the biggest reason is for, you know, national security and saving lives, um, and this is why the Remembrance Project was created in order to shine a light on the most egregious of all, um, <clears throat> I guess, results of illegal immigration, and that's a loss of life, and, you know, these families, um, and I just met a presentation today in Houston, and we had six family members who spoke, and, you know, I, every chance that I get, I promote the families and give them a platform, give them a voice, because no one else is listening. You know, mm. if it wasn't for people like you and other conservative radio stations who tell the truth, um, you know, the fake news is not going to have us on. If so, they're going to twist our message and only cut out what they want out there said, which is not even um, in anything of importance um, at times when they, you know, when they kind of edit your your 
your speech and it doesn't make sense. You know, he has you coming out saying something totally different, but, you know, this is an opportunity for families to really speak up and gather together and make them know and let them know that they're not by themselves. And that's, that's really key. What a lot of them say is that they thought that there were only ones. They felt so alone. And when they did speak up about uh, the fact that this person should not have been here in the first place, you know, they're called names. They're called racists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and haters and all. So, you know, they really need our support and knowing that we're behind them and that the American people do care. Uh, mm-hmm. And these politicians, you know, politicians, I don't think they really even care. There are very few, and I think I can probably count them on, you know, two hands, the good ones, and that's really unfortunate. And I'm talking about both sides. And this this national security issue is not political. This is is has a lot to do with preserving our country and our community where our children and we can, you know, live, work, and play safely. Yes, absolutely. Now, I just want to say, like, uh, make a little interjection here and say that I am um, a a grandchild of immigrants. My grandparents came from Poland and Austria, and um, so were it not for immigration at that, back in the day, um, mm-hmm. if, you know, I wouldn't be here, and I don't lose sight of the fact that it was a privilege that they were allowed in and so on. But, you know, the world was a very different place then, first of all. Uh, there wasn't t- terrorism like we know it today. And, um, and you know, they, when they came here, they worked really hard, and they didn't do anything illegal. And, um, you know, they, they got their citizenship through legal means as well. And, um, and so, thing, you know, because people, I'm sure you hear that all the time, too, that, uh, well, what about, right. you know, when people say that their grandparents or great-grandparents or whatever came from different countries. I mean, yes, it's true, and yes, that is part of what make, makes America great. But as a psychiatrist, one of the things that I see is that if someone is going to be willing, I mean, yes, of course, lots of other countries, and it's not just about... America um, and Mexico and America, it's, you know, immigration in Europe, but that's a whole other story. But, um, yes, when people are coming from countries where the quality of life isn't as good and they want better for their children and all of that, you know, probably the same reason my grandparents came, um, you know, that's admirable and all that, but you kind of have to do it legally. And if you don't, and if it's somebody who is willing to, um, to do it illegally, then it isn't that hard for them to do other things once they get into this country illegally. That's their mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what people say, well, you know, well, the, well, the good ones we want to keep and remain here. I said, no, wait a minute. You're talking about a good person is someone who snuck into the country mm-hmm. illegally when we have a front door. And, you know, that, that's just the way it is. And I'm glad that you did mention that your family immigrated here. And um, that's something that we always say, too. Look, we, were, we are a nation with a history of immigration. We are not all immigrants. And that's something that the left tries to say, uh, get us to say and agree on. We're not an all immigrants because they want to put us. Now, now they've made us immigrants, and they want to put us in the same category as those immigrants, what they call, you know, what we call illegal aliens. Um, so I think words matter. You know, we're a nation with a history of immigration. Um, and, 
you're right. You know, my dad came here, my mother's side, several generations, but they came here the right way, and it was different. You know, they you had to pass uh, physical. You had to speak, you know, the language or have someone, a sponsor, so you would not be a charge on the mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's gone out the window. Now we just encourage um, illegal immigration, and we give them everything for free. In fact, in Houston a couple years back, a gentleman told me he was Hispanic, and he said, this is terrible. It has to stop, Maria. That I know we're doing our best, you know. And he said that he was listening to the Spanish radio, and they said on the radio they were calling, telling the um, Spanish-speaking people to bring all of their family here, getting away Come here any way you can. Oh. Hire a coyote. Everything is free here. Bring your aunts, uncles, oh. and cousins. And, and this is outrageous. This is something that we do, we're not a part of. You know, that uh, sort of underground pipeline is what they hear. We don't hear that. And, in fact, in Houston, it's Harris County Hospital District here, I just happened to be giving out um, information flyers for a different group at the Mexican consulate. And it was through Texas Children's Hospital, but I was wondering why they sent me over there, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Mexican consulate. So, But that's where <clears throat> I learned that, I mean, there's a lot of people there filled up the entire first floor of the Mexican three-story uh, building there, the Mexican consulate. They were all lined up down the side of the building, down the sidewalk, about a half a block, and they were there to sign up for what is called the Harris County Gold Card. Hmm. And that allowed them free medical and free hospitalization. The reason they were at the Mexican consulate was because they were they felt safe there. Hmm. So these were illegal aliens applying for free services because they resided in Harris County, and that's the state law that I would hope that we're trying to get that someone to carry that bill to change it, because you should be a legal resident. You, know, you mm-hmm. should be a legal um, individual authorized to work in the U- United States if you gain employment here. Um, you know, that's gone out the window as well, so it's up to us, you know, your listeners and all of our, our um, membership to... Um, be sure and tell these elected officials that you want existing laws enforced. Um, otherwise, you know, what can we do, Dr. Carroll? I mean, we're doing everything that we can. We have all the Democrats, the fake news, most of the um, Republicans ag- against us, and I mean us, by the American people. I mean, we want what's best for our families. And you know what? If other countries' lives are and the economy are not so good, then they need to fix it. And mm-hmm. the answer is not pushing their citizens mm-hmm. to come illegally into our country. Mm-hmm. They need to fix their politics there, and that's, and, and that's the way it has to happen. We can't be policing, and we cannot be everyone's crutch. We, we right. simply can't do it. I mean, look at our debt. Right, right, absolutely, and it's just getting worse and worse. Well, all right, so let's, let's talk about um, the wall and the current situation with the budget and Trump and what he's doing now? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess we're still learning about what came out of that omnibus bill. You know, the Congress was very specific in trying to tie his hand in not building a wall with any of the funds. We're not happy with the omnibus. Uh, um, they need to be following the Constitution, doing what they're supposed to be appropriating uh, properly and having different budgets, and they're not doing that. 
um, you know, they're not listening to the people, of course. Otherwise, um, you know, we, we probably wouldn't have as many problems as we do right now. But um, now they're saying that, um, as you mentioned earlier, I think that um, it might be possible for President Trump to build a wall through the military, um, through, the, through that budget. Um, you know, so we'll just wait and see what happens. Uh, I hear I'm not, you know, we're, we're reading and trying to keep up with everything, and as things shake out, we'll learn more, but there might have been uh, an amendment um, that the House Rules Committee made last year, last summer, I believe, that um, changed um, the, some language that, he, that the president could use um, that budget in the military to do as he pleased, which would mean uh, building a wall, and maybe he would have to declare this a humanitarian interest or a national security threat, which it certainly is. I mean, we're being invaded, um, and obviously for several years now, and no one's doing anything about it. We don't know who's coming across our borders or terrorists. I mean, I've known for years that there were um, um, different uh, Middle Eastern books and all that were found along the border here in Texas hmm. by you know the really? Texas border volunteers. Oh, absolutely! He's got pictures. They reported it. They handed it over to the border patrol. Um, you know, but how much more evidence do we need, Dr. Carroll? I mean, we all know that these bo- our borders are not secure. Yes, uh, absolutely. And I think that the president would be very much um, in his right to call this a military. Um, need, you know, because of an invasion. I mean, yes, that's, um, I mean, we think about it, the wall with Mexico, but but terrorists are not stupid, at least the leaders, in terms of uh, realizing that this is one of the easiest ways to get into America. It's not just people from Mexico or South America. It's, for, it's terrorists who are uh, finding the easiest way to get in. Exactly. And, uh, you know, those those uh, emergency buttons that are on the border and or in not even on the border, 60 miles north of the border in uh, Falfurrias, Texas, I've seen them. You know, they're in uh, English, Spanish, and Chinese. So I, if I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what you're talking about. And um, um, there are some beacons, I guess, is the best way to, to describe them. They have a jug of water on one side and a button on the other side, and, and it says, push this button for an emergency. So if you're an illegal alien trying to cross into the United States, well, you already are in the United States because this is, this, these beacons are out there in the middle of, the, like, ranches. And um, they're they're 60 miles north of the border, um, the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, so these beacons, they have a long pole and the blue light on top, so they push a button, and the border patrol will come and get them in case they're in danger, hurt, or what have you. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not a deterrent. Let's put it that way. So they have I mean, a jug so of water they, to help out. I mean, so it's not it's not a it's not a trap. Is the way no. to actually give help to people who no. are crossing illegally. Right, right. So if they're, and, and a jug of water to help them come, come and get them so they can see it from, you know, um, some distance away. But, um, and then what happens? We bring them into the interior. We give them a court uh, a appearance to appear in court, and they don't show up. So um, it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. So it's just sort of pretending that that they're going to be getting justice or getting deported or whatever, and it's nothing really happens. 
you know, nothing is happening and uh, other than, you know, Americans being victimized over and over and um, reporting to their elected officials this has to stop and then elected officials shake their, you know, little wrists, I mean, their fists up here and say, I'm going to stop this, I'm really strong, I'm going to, you know, I'm for our national security, for border security, but then they go back and they vote a different way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I first came upon this whole issue um, about, I don't know, uh, 20 years ago at least, um, when I was doing for a few years, I did workers as a psychiatric expert witness doing workers' comp evaluations. And I would see people who would, uh, I would be evaluating them to see whether they were injured on the job in a way that, that um, caused them psychological stress and uh, so that they would be entitled to benefits. And, of course, <laughs> used to, well, at the beginning, uh, for one year I was doing it on the um, applicant side, the people who were alleging stress and I was supposed to go along with it, and then I couldn't do it anymore. So the next two years I did it for uh, the defense side, which is, you know, um, trying to find people who are malingerers, which are, most of them actually were. I mean, I used to say, um, this is, they're complaining of stress, they should have my life, you know? <laughs> um, not, not to say that people didn't get injured, physically injured and so on, um, but, but then the thing that, you know, then um, it, I realized that a lot of these people, the people who then went to court to claim their benefits, um, that a lot of them, if not most, a lot, uh, at least half, I, I think it was probably most, but at least half, were illegal aliens. And I found oh that goodness. so, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was asking the lawyers in this, in this um, company, this, this group that I was involved in, uh, what? They're going to court to claim these benefits when they're Ill- illegal aliens and they're in court. How does this, <laughs> you know, how, how does that happen? How do they get them... And, and that was my first introduction to this whole problem. Of course, everything has gotten a lot worse since then. But, I mean, even back then, I couldn't believe it that, like, um, an illegal alien would be in front of a judge and he wouldn't be deported immediately. He would be given money. Right. So, <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing the, uh, the music, so we do need to take another break. We're talking today about the wall and Ill- illegal immigration Sanctuary cities and all of it. Um, stay tuned. I want to talk a little more. I want to talk. You mentioned Kate Steinle, and that was one of the most horrendous um, situations and examples of what your organization is for. Actually, um, remembering these people. So when we come back, we will talk more with my guest Maria Espinoza, the director, uh, the national director of the Remembrance Project. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. 
Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Maria Espinoza. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project. We're talking everything about illegal aliens, the wall. And during the break, I was asking Maria about, um, you know, whatever happened to uh, President Trump's plan, actually, before he became president, during his his election campaign, he was talking about how he was going to get uh, the money for the wall from the president, from well, from Mexico, from the president of Mexico, and I was asking um, what the status of that is. I mean, and tell us about that. I didn't know about this remittance fees, so tell us about that. Uh, yes, Dr. Carroll, Mexico assesses a fee. They call a remittance fee on all wire transfers that are leaving the United States into Mexico. So they make money from their citizens who are here illegally and others um, that, who wire money into Mexico. So, and that fee totals, it's either the first or the second in their economy. Um, either it might have surpassed the petrochemical industry, and I'm not sure. I know that the remittance fees have surpassed the tourism um, there in Mexico. So Mexico has no incentive to um, stop illegal immigration, you know, yeah. stop their citizens from coming here. Um, you know, and again, it, they get, Mexico receives about $2 billion a month in these remittance fees. That is, is wow. Can you believe yeah, that? So it's you know what like, the, so, so no wonder they want to help people to get across the border so that they can send money back and they can collect their remittance fees. Absolutely. And about five years ago, I, I was digging and digging and doing some research, and I wanted to see if there were um, the illegal aliens came from certain areas of Mexico, because it, uh-huh. it was just too much of a concerted effort, in my opinion, of what was going on. And they had that little publication, it was like a comic strip almost, a little book that helped, that the government published, the mm. government of Mexico published, um, and it showed, it, it, it set out what to do, how to get across, make sure you have enough water um, and clothing and all like that, um, and what to do if you got caught, and where to go to get help once you reach the United States, illegally wow. now. 
Wow. Exactly. And um, recently, as last year, Mexico set up centers of defense through their Mexican consulates. And they funded these centers of defense with $50 million. So they're doing everything they can to help um, illegal aliens remain in the country. In fact, huh. last year, yeah, it, it, if you, if you, you know, this, um, the scale that um, assists Americans in our country is so imbalanced. And to add to that, not only do we have all the mainstream media, the fake news, but all the entire Democrat Party, most of the Republicans, and we have Mexico and other countries, and Honduras is following the lead of Mexico's bad behaviors. Um, and we have the Mexican consulates now setting up centers of defense. We went to the state, my husband and I, went to the State Department last year. We asked a meeting for the individual who is, it would be the um, Minister of Foreign Affairs, I believe it was called, and we had the liaison um, agent to Mexico in that meeting as well. And we were asking specifically, um, what can we do, and asking them also to remove these um, Mexican consulates. Start with one and make mm. an example out of that Mexican consulate because they're not supposed to be meddling in our governmental affairs, mm-hmm. and that is reason, reason mm-hmm. for them to be removed. Um, you know, I know it's a, a longer process, but there's treaties in place. However, it, it, it's obvious they're meddling in our governmental affairs. We have their um, um, elected officials, you know, lobbying our, our, our Congress. Um, you know, I get having a meeting, but to lobby and actually mm. say that you're lobbying for mm. the um, Mexican um, nationals, <laughs> it's blatant and it's right right there in front of us and we're not doing anything and these elected officials, um, they do nothing for us. I want them going to bat for the average American family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Absolutely. So in this omnibus um, budget bill, $1.3 trillion, <laughs> with a T, mm-hmm. uh, spending mm-hmm. bill failed to include the funds that President Trump needed to build the wall. And um, he, he wrote, because of the $716 billion gotten to rebuild our military, many jobs are created and our military is again rich. Um, building a great border wall with drugs, parentheses, poison, close parentheses, and enemy combatants pouring into our country is all about national defense. Build wall through M, M through military. So, um, and he is going to be going to the Pentagon, or he has already started going to the Pentagon. He's working with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the Department of Homeland Security to build the wall. When he came out to California recently, um, it was to look at some proto. I mean, one of the reasons besides mm-hmm. a fundraiser mm-hmm. was to look at some prototypes of walls. Um, so, since the military ha- was given a lot of money, uh, and since it certainly can be considered national defense, um, then that he's going in that direction to look for it. Which, you know, it's. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate that it didn't just get funded by itself. Um, and that the money right. would take out of, be taken out of the military budget. But this is a significant um, military threat, so, so it's reasonable. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it is a huge threat, and we don't know, you know, who's in our country, Dr. Carroll. Yes. I mean, that's another thing that we have to do is we need to secure that border. That's the first thing I think that anyone with common sense would do is to, you know, turn off that spigot um, and stop the flow. Um, and, you know, this border um, wall is a long time coming. And take a look at what would happen again. If we don't have a wall, take a look at what would happen and um, and look backwards at the previous administration, we had no southern border. I mean, he, Obama basically told our agents to stand down. And, and you know, mm-hmm. here in the state of Texas, um, two years ago, one of the uh, presidents of the, I believe it was the Del Rio sector, um, the Border Patrol um, president of the, the um, union came up and testified right alongside us, and he said that they were told to let the illegal aliens, the coyotes, pass if they'd had six or fewer um, illegal aliens with them. That is a disgrace. And if they had um, bringing drugs over with 40 pounds or less, they were allowed to go, to come in. Oh, wow. this is outrageous, and this is a, an information that we never would hear um, if it wasn't for you know the union, because the obviously the Obama administration would come down on them. Um, but you know, this is what we're talking about here. This is a very very dangerous situation. You know, we, you know, the criminal trespassers or CTs or illegal alien invaders, how whatever you want to call them. Um, This is a serious problem, and I think that President Trump is probably the only one who's taken it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, remember, this is a man who ran, who's not a politician, who probably had a much better life um, Mm -hmm. before he ran for president. Yes, especially now with... um... With right. people coming out of the woodwork, Stormy Daniels, for example. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. I, I mean, you know, before. Yes, and you know, Dr. Carroll, there's no comparison. We're talking about you know a national security issue, and the left wants to talk about Stormy. Uh, I mean, there's no comparison whatsoever, and they're going to do whatever they can about to. What? Could you say that again? The left wants to talk about what? Uh, um, they want to talk about Stormy, and here we have oh, a yes, national right. security issue. Yes, right. <laughs> they right, want to talk right. about Stormy. Yes, you know, here yes. we have people, you know, trying to take over our country, killing American citizens, yes. and uh, bringing drugs in, and you know, the MS-13 gang macheting people and attacking people here. Um, you know, and they want to talk about Stormy. I, I'm yes. sorry, this yes. is well, no you know, sex cells, of course. So is violence, but um, we don't have that much time left. But I do want to just at least mention um, a, a sort of a landmark case, the Kate Steinle case. That was when, uh, pre- well, then then um, uh, candidate uh, Trump was. That's when he first started mentioning about you know this whole illegal alien problem. Kate Steinle, just to remind people, she is the young woman who was killed by Jose Garcia. Zarati in San Francisco. She was walking on the pier with her father in July 2015, and um, she was killed. And uh, the most the, the most outrageous thing <laughs> happened when the jury acquitted him of it. Um, they right. he, they acquitted him of murder, um, even of manslaughter. They only found him guilty of, uh, of being a felon in possession of a firearm, and they claimed that. Uh, that the his his defense he obviously had a good defense attorney 
uh, claimed that his he didn't never meant to kill her. It was uh, that the bullet ricocheted off of the pier, I guess. And, and but the the key of this whole this is a man who was deported five times. He was uh, an illegal alien who who kept coming back at five times before he killed uh, Kate Steinle. Now I don't know what you think. Whether I I don't know that he purposely. I don't know that it was murder, uh, premeditated murder necessarily, um, but right. it certainly was at least manslaughter or uh, oh, absolutely, you know, a negligent absolutely. homicide or something. And yet, um, bleeding heart found him not guilty of anything. Right, and I think that was a you know really trying to send a message message to President Trump and all the rest of Americans who are for laws. Um, but you're right that, and you know the. I was hoping that, and I haven't followed this, um, Dr. Carroll, but at one point that A.G. Sessions uh, said that he was going to pursue um, charges on the federal level against this illegal alien because, you know, he's a five-time deported and and actually a seven-time felon. So for each felony that an illegal alien commits, that's supposed to be 10 years. So he could be in jail or prison Mm. for 70 years. So um, that's the one case I should probably look at. But now this illegal alien has sued the federal government. By the way, just think of how many probably millions of dollars this is costing the American taxpayer. Um, You know, that that this Jose Garcia Zarate has sued the American... Yes, federal government. For what? For for colluding to... um, uh, um, prosecute him, and I, I didn't read the entire thing. I thought it was just really ridiculous. Wow. But anyone can bring a lawsuit, and yes. sure enough, you know the liberal um, groups um, yes, are band together to help him. Oh, right. absolutely, right. But you right. know, right. The Steinle case was um, what made national news. But there are so many and thousands of cases yes. that made that didn't make the national news. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I did make a presentation. And we had six families there. You know, we. Have you know all of these um, individuals I'm about to mention? They had dreams, and 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 what about their dreams? And they don't have anyone championing, um, yes. picking up their flag. You know, yes. well, um, you know we have. Well, we're running out of time, and I want to make sure we have time for me to give out your website because because mm-hmm. the things that you're talking about, um, there are videos of a lot of these families okay. talking about this. It's the uh, the website is called theremembranceproject.org. The Remembrance project.org. Well, I'm sorry yeah. we're out of time. I could keep talking to you for much Yeah, longer. I know. We have so much more. We <laughs> didn't even touch on the IRS and the individual tax identification numbers they give out to illegals. So, you know, there's so much that we can talk about, and um, I'd love to come back on, Dr. Carroll. Sure. I just appreciate your, your being a voice out there, and it's very important to give us a platform and families as well. Well, thank you, and thank you for being a great guest, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 